And now live on the phone with us, R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. All things are relative, we like to tell ourselves. And sometimes, whether family or friend, the status of relative is established, as it has been this past week when a good friend of mine passed on, and in meeting for the first time a number of his family, I became a relative of sorts. Another element in the lines of acquaintance each one of us has trailing from our lives. My friend Roger was going through the process of becoming a possible heart transplant recipient at a Boston hospital when his own trail of day-to-day existence came to a close as we know it. At the same time, I had learned about a star named Mira, which is Spanish for look, and in Italian is the root word for wonderful. What's interesting about Mira, just another star among a gazillion, gazillion stars in the universe, is its 13-light-year-long tail. A light year, as many of us know, is a unit of distance equivalent to about 5.87 million million miles, based on the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. The same speed, theoretically, that telecommunications move at. So, call Mira's tail 76.31 million million miles long. One heck of a tail, all puns intended, if we're to believe the astrophysicists. But metaphorically, as we've all been made of stardust, each one of us composed of the crucial elements that make up our lives, we necessarily, as we wind down those lives, shed elements such as carbon and oxygen and others from the periodic chart to ultimately create yet another primordial go-round. Like my friend Roger, who'd been in the military, who'd been an Ornall cop for a dozen years, who'd had a career as a burner technician and heating contractor, who'd in his later years became a computer guru knocking about the countryside, helping anyone and everyone in need of cyber expertise. Yep, Roger was a lot like Mira. On his way out, he shared bits and pieces of this and that to help create new circles of energy in and among those he considered his family and friends, his relatives, those relatives to his existence. Every day he was out to learn something, something to enhance this all-too-short trip of life in which too many of us are totally myopic, unable to see the ocean for the coves or the world for the ocean. Not Roger, though. He had that all nailed, especially in his last of days. He saw the trees clearly, while at the same time knowing how they comprised the forest. Roger had also managed to keep the barter system alive and well, which worked great for us because each of us would always have something the other wanted, whether an actual item or a talent or a skill. No need to write a check, search for a wallet, or process a credit card. And the exchange of goods or services between us didn't have to happen at the same time either. Let's say Roger wanted to build some raised garden beds, and I had some extra lumber hanging around. I'd give him the lumber, knowing that when I needed something in the future, he'd have it ready for me, say, for example, his wood splitter, or I'd need some assistance with my computer. He'd be right there, knowing that when he needed to shoot his next batch of aerial photos, I'd be ready to take him up. The memories we have of people such as Roger trail along with us indefinitely, providing glimmers of consolation that the human condition has its moments of hope and contentment, with a sparkle here and there. Pattern much the same as the stars in the heaven from which we came. From Arnold, Maine, have a good day. You left me and 